Here we go. Welcome to the Transform with Travel podcast, where we share stories of personal transformation and life lessons through our experiences of traveling and exploring the world. Travel is the ultimate accelerator for personal growth, and it can be the root catalyst for the pivots and plot twists we make in our lives. I'm your host, Kelly Tolliday, and it's my mission to inspire you to live life to its fullest, travel with an open mind and heart, and let the world show you a new perspective. I'm so grateful you're here with us today, so let's dive right in. Happy exploring. All right, welcome to the Transform with Travel podcast. I am so excited to have the Garcia family here with me today from Nomads with Kids. We have Cell, Pedro, and their daughter, Sol, who's two years old, who's actually listening in on this recording right now. So you might hear little little voices in the background. The Garcia family travels full-time while they work and learn around the world. They come from Portugal and Spain. And shortly after they met each other, they left their jobs and their flat in Barcelona and decided to travel to Central America together to some remote work opportunity. This was an eight-month adventure that changed their lives, and they never went back to a conventional life. Apart from their individual jobs as a web developer and online Spanish teacher. They are working together on Nomads with Kids, which is an online project that aims to help traveling families like them find flexible schools, childcare, and world schooling communities that accept short-term enrollment. Also, they're working on and about to launch a, a new project called Homestays with Kids, and it's a platform to connect families with kids around the world with like-minded families by staying at their houses with them and sharing meals, playdates, and excursions together. So I am so excited to have you guys here. There are so many families that are out there that are looking for more flexible options to be able to travel more long-term, and they're worried about school. They don't know how it's going to work finding a community, This, you know, how it's going to work for their kids. So I'm so excited for you guys to share your story. So thank you. Thank you for agreeing to have this conversation with me. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly, for having us. We're very excited to talk to you and also share whatever we can to help other families like us. Thank you. Absolutely. And so you guys are currently back in Barcelona right now. We are. We're staying at my mom's house for a while. I think this month. Yeah. In Barcelona. Yeah, for a month. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the month, we have already planned. It's like a congress, let's say, in Madrid. So we are going there. We, there's like a... Congress for traveling families. For traveling families yeah. again. So, oh, amazing. Yeah. We spent last month in Valencia and there we went to a World Schooler Summit and we met lots of families and now we're getting back again together in Madrid. Mm -hmm. So we're very excited with this path that we're taking all thanks to our daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Even yeah. if it's very difficult to do so many hours in, in the car with her. But it's yeah, it's great to have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's it it seems like there's such a strong community of people now who are kind of in a like-minded path with their family. And you say it's all thanks to our daughter, but it sounds like the two of you really had a zest for travel and seeing the world from very early on. Can you tell a little bit about your story about how you met and a little bit about your embarking on an eight-month adventure? That's like so foreign to so many people around the world to be able to do that. So I'd love to hear that story. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we met in 2015, I guess. I think we met in, in Barcelona and we both had... Uh, Normal, normal office-led jobs. While well, she worked in a in a school, I worked in an office. And then when we met for different reasons, 
uh, I got a job which was purely remote. So Cell, which is like the one that mostly um, gets us traveling. Uh, she, she's like, well, like if you're working remotely, then it doesn't matter if you're here or in Central America, right? Or in, in- <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Yeah. It's like, really? Remote now? I mean, now I know it's pretty normal. No? Lots of us have remote jobs. And eight years ago, of course, a lot of people work remote, but for us it was something foreign. Yeah. So I said, no, no, no. Okay, this is the opportunity I've been waiting for all of my life. It didn't come through me, but through him. And I say, okay. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't know where to go, actually. It was Central America. It could have been Asia or whatever, yeah. South America. But it's just something drew us there. Yeah. yeah. So we decided to, to do it. It's true. We didn't have too many things or we were renting a flat. So it was not a big deal. I know a lot of families now have to sell, really sell everything in order to do it or have a gap year or something. For what for us was pretty easy. So in a couple of months we had everything ready and we flew to Cancun, Cancun to Mexico. Actually. Just because it was the cheapest place we were by, by far it yeah. was the cheapest, yeah. Okay? We actually we didn't want to go to Mexico. Our plan was to go to Guatemala, but then seeing the map and uh, in Skyscanner, I think, I was like, wow, but it's so much cheaper. Well, then let's just go to Cancun and we can be there like for a week. We're, we're not going to like it. We can be there for a week and then we go straight to Guatemala. Yeah, it, just, it was just not Mexico, but it was just yeah, Cancun yeah. was a misconception for us because I know it's a place where a lot of honeymooners and different type of holidays maybe or trips yeah. that we are used to. So, And then we wanted to be only one week because we are ignorantly with one month ago. And we spent there two months and we just didn't <gasps> want to live Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so rich. So, I mean, well, it's Mexico. Now, now for us, it's obvious. I mean, why wouldn't you want to go to, to Mexico? And it's not that we didn't want to go. It's just we had other preferences. Yeah, yeah. But now we love it and we, we hope to get back. Again yeah, we want to go daughter. back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just so culturally rich and amazing. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that we did. And we went traveling then throughout Central America by land uh, with buses and, yeah. and things. And we did all the countries that we could, but not very fast. It's just he was working. I did a little bit of volunteer work in Antigua, in Guatemala. I worked with uh, dogs Mm -hmm. and cats. And yeah, that was my best job ever. (laughs) One that I didn't get paid. (laughs) Yeah, it was just amazing. And, And we got to Panama. Yeah, alive and happy, (laughs) (laughs) and still together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we were together one year when we decided to go on this trip together. It was very intense. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) we had many conversations. So we didn't know each other very well, to be honest. I mean, one year is only one year, and but I think that those eight months definitely we're like proof that we are meant to be together <laughs> we're a great uh, team and yeah it's just amazing to have that opportunity yeah yeah absolutely i i can 100% relate to that story because my husband and i only knew each other for 
maybe like a year and a half before we left for a year to travel through Southeast Asia. And nothing will show you faster if you're if you're meant to be together <laughs> than being in high stress, hot, uncomfortable situations yeah. <laughs> in and, and potentially not the most like nicest accommodations. You're not the most comfortable. So so yeah, I think that's such a testament to you guys. And and really, you know, 2015 was kind of getting into the height of people understanding digital nomad life. So it still wasn't as fully accepted as it is now. Were there any any like fears or anything that was going through your mind when you decided to take this leap? All of them. Just yeah. all of them. We were really scared about everything. We were I was personally scared. Now I see everything from the outside and I say, Oh, poor baby, no, you didn't have to worry. But I was really worried that I couldn't get a job again because I quit my job in order to do that. And I say, Okay. For me it was an excuse and an opportunity because I've been really wanting to quit, but I was comfortable. I didn't know really how to do it. But first, first of all was that. Also, as we were talking before, we were scared about our relationship. Of course. Because, yeah, we had fun together. We trusted each other. But as you said, it's not, it's just not the same. We were constantly facing problems and situations when you're traveling all the time. It's very tiring and you get to know the worst side of that person and the best also. Yeah. yeah. And then so many you, these little decisions together that mm-hmm. you're not, you're not, like since because it's since you wake up until you go to bed, you're together, and that that didn't happen before, right? Because we had our jobs. So, but that's one of the most amazing amazing things about traveling. Also, I think it's the opportunity of of building your life or your day. It's like I don't know how to say it, but all these decisions that are so hard to go through. And what are you going to basic things? What are you going to do? What are you going to eat? Where are you going to sleep? How are you going to work with your budget because we are very low budget travelers we don't mm. come from money we do what we can but all of these also it's very rewarding it's like yeah. but before we felt a little bit like our our weeks were designed by other people not by us mm-hmm. and when we are traveling we are our own everything i don't yeah. know how to say it so yeah, what, uh, the uh, one other fear that we had was like, wh- how will I work? Where will I work? Will I have a desk? Will I have to work from the bed? Which I did uh, several times. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, will, the, will we have internet? Will it be a good connection? Can we have meetings? You know, all all these sorts of questions. But nowadays, it's it's fairly easy to to get this information online as well. Right, you're in one place and you say, I want to go to this place. Does it have internet? No, let's speak to them. Hey guys, we want to stay there. Do you have internet? We did this sometimes. Other times, you, you already know. You can see reviews where there's like backpackers working with the laptops and it's like, okay, they have, they have internet that we can go there, right? One of the few was security wise. Like right. Some of these countries are known for their high crime rates. So this is one other fear, especially for our families. They were like, you're crazy. You cannot go there. You can tell her about your sister. <laughs> ah, well, my sister, I don't know if she's going to hear us. <laughs> she stopped talking to me for a year, for a year or so. Oh, wow. Because she, she was convinced that we're, we're going to die. Yeah, she's like a, a very, very extreme situation. <laughs> yeah, for us, it's also weird, but yeah. 
She was like, no, if you're going to some countries, you're going to die. So I prefer saying goodbye now and please. And for me, it was I felt it as uh, I wanted to be supported because we were following our dreams and we didn't um, have that. Uh, a lot, but it's just now it's just an anecdote because we yeah, are okay and with her and everything, yeah. But we had some little struggles uh, regarding safety, so hmm. I don't know if it happens to everybody. I'm not sure if we would do everything again with Sol as yeah. we right. did before because we got in difficult situations. We were assaulted, how do you say that, assaulted, with machetes. And now when we travel, we for us, it was like a quick learning no, about mm-hmm. life also. Because, yeah, but Barcelona has its things, but usually everything is without violence. Everything that happened to us, good and bad, I think it's such a learning experience for life. And uh, yeah, everything yeah. is a lesson. Yeah. Absolutely. G'day mates from the land down under. Just kidding. I'm right here in South Florida enjoying a true blue Aussie coffee, pastry, and meat pie at my absolute favorite cafe here in South Florida, Bites and Coffee. That's B-Y-T-E and Coffee located in Lighthouse Point. Bite and Coffee is owned and managed by the absolute best couple from down under, Dan and Kat, who moved to South Florida from Melbourne, Australia with the dream of bringing the incredible Aussie cafe culture to the States. As someone who's lived in Australia for five years, I surely do miss my Aussie flat white coffee, brekkie buns, and sausage rolls. But what I miss more is the sense of community when you step inside your favorite cafe. You know that feeling when you walk in and they already know your order and it's ready to go? Yeah, that kind of feeling. Bite and Coffee brings the good vibes, delicious food and coffee, and the true sense of family. I can bring my little girls for breakfast and know that they are welcomed. If you're living in South Florida or just visiting and passing by, I highly recommend heading over to Bite and Coffee and grabbing a coffee with your breakfast or lunch, or even checking out their incredible wine and beer selection with a delicious charcuterie board at night. It's the perfect spot for a catch up with a friend or a business meeting. As a special gift to listeners, when you order at Byte, be sure to mention Transform with Travel for 10% off your order. So go ahead and check it out. Byte and Coffee located in Lighthouse Point. And and you've you've named, you've listed very valid concerns, very valid fears. And a lot of those fears are what actually holds people back from going ahead and and doing it. And you mentioned, you said, you know, now we probably wouldn't do certain things now that we have soul. And I think that's a very natural progression of maturity as an adult. And on top of having a kid, you do look at things with a little more seasoned eyes and you do Mm -hmm. look at things like, okay, maybe we might not have gone to that place. Mm -hmm. And, and you learn as you go and, and being a parent changes the way in which you travel. I know for us, we're going to Asia for five weeks and, and we, I really wanted to go to this really, really remote island in Thailand that we haven't been to before. And Sam's like, look, if one of them gets sick, where's the closest hospital? H- how long is it going to take us to get there? What mm-hmm. if they get bit by something? And it's not to be like fear mongering. It's just very valid concerns. As, as, as an adult by yourself with no kids, you can kind of make those risks. But do you want to take those risks for your child? And those are the kind of the things you have to decide. But going back to the fears... You named off pretty much all the fears that I hear people or all the concerns I hear people say when they're deciding whether they want to travel or not. A lot of times it holds them back. So what was it for you two that really helped you kind of get past that that hurdle of, okay, I 
feel all these fears. I'm hearing all these fears from my uh, my family. That I'm having concerns about my job, but I'm still going to do it anyways. What was about your mindset that allowed you to kind of jump over those hurdles and and go for it either way? Hmm. I don't know what it is, but for me, it's like an inner compass, or it, it's something. It's something that you feel. I've been afraid of things all of my life. And I know as a result that when I don't do anything, I don't feel better. Every time I wanted to do something and my fears held me back, I just didn't feel nice for not taking those risky paths. So I think it was just the moment in life after some years of, of feeling okay, feeling happy, because we were actually, we were pretty well. Yeah. But there's something about the lack of excitement or something. And you said, what is the worst thing that will happen? I mean, anything can happen to us everywhere. Jobs, I don't know. We were making everything relative in our hands. And we say, this is the opportunity. The opportunity that we were looking for came because of a remote job, even if it's good, but it's the moment to try it. And since that moment, everything we do, we do following that uh, instinct or that. Mm -hmm. It's like we understand a little bit better life. What is life for us now? It's not mm -hmm. about fears. Okay, they are valid, but they they don't help us grow. Not, not us. I'm not talking about because I'm not a coach or anything, but for us personally, for me, I was always very shy and I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do that. And I, I saw that that didn't have a, a happy ending. And mm -hmm. once we started to saying yes to things that we were afraid of, it's like magic. So things started happening, opportunities, friendships, lifestyles, uh, new jobs and better jobs or not about yeah. jobs, but yeah. experiences. We know that now. We surely didn't know that since the beginning. I, I guess it was like the perfect mix of wanting to go, seeing lots of other people do it and, and, and thinking like, why, why can't we? Like, mm. So some of the fears, we have to confront them now, like leaving your flat or leaving your job or like saying goodbye to friends, right? So th those are some things that you can do progressively. And once you begin taking the steps, then you you just continuing you continue those steps because there are other fears like security or will I have internet? You cannot know, so you you can only go there and find out. And if, if it if it like the worst that it can go is that I lose my job and then we have to come back. That's fine. Mm -hmm. That's that's fine, right? Yeah, there was not not much to lose. It was something an invisible force pushing us on the back, a little push. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what you said. There's like the opportunity cost of not not going on this trip. What's the cost of not going on this adventure? And that was bigger. That cost was bigger than what you could have potentially lost in it by going on it. So I, I do appreciate that insight. And, and as you said before in your bio, that that trip changed your life forever. You've decided that conventional way of living was not going to be for you. And then that has rolled out into the way in which you raise your family and, and live as a family. So I know that you've been on, on the road with your daughter's soul 
for a long time. And I'd love for you guys to talk about how the idea of Nomads with Kids, your project, your business, how that came about. Like, what was it that you were searching for that you decided, okay, we have to create a solution for this? Yeah. Another fear that we have has nothing to do with troubles, but it's just... uh, being parents for us, for everybody, I thought, was, no, 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 we shouldn't do this. No, 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 this is for life. This is not a trip. It's a trip, but it's a lifelong trip. And uh, so once we decided, we promised each other, like, yeah, we're going to do it, but we're going not going to listen to those voices that makes us more afraid, like, no, once you have kids, you need to settle, you won't be able to do this. So we were there, like, feeling uncomfortable again with the situation, and we said, okay. Let's, if we did things that we were afraid before, we're going to still do them and see how it goes for us. So we decided to have her and, and continue traveling. So we decided for, we did small trips just because, you know, when you, when you have a baby, everything changes. You're trying to, yeah. what's this? <laughs> we, we decided 100%. to stop for like the first year. We rented our longest flat in some, in like six or seven years. Which was for, for nine months, which is, I guess it's not a lot. But it was hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm, sure it, I'm sure it must have felt hard being grounded for that long. Yeah. <laughs> but we decided we, we don't know what this is. Um, yeah. Uh, let's take it slowly, step by step. Oh. And yeah, we did some like three or four, two to six days travels. Yeah. And we said, wow, this is a baby. It's so easy. It's just like a backpack, not one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Then, okay, she's she's still like a baby, but she's two now, and it's a little bit different, but so much fun. So after these uh, essays, little essays and trials, (laughs) we decided to go to South Africa for three months. We just experienced for the first time how unbelievably amazing is traveling with kids is, but how important it is also this support that we didn't have from families mm. or friends or from childcare. It's not we're not big fans of childcare even if our project is about schools and childcare. Not when they are so little. I understand that it's only a parent's need, not their needs. Yeah. But even if we are able to spend a lot of time with her and we needed sometimes we had a meeting or we had something to do in particular and we said, and now what? I remember we were in Hermanos or well, we were in somewhere in South Africa and I tried to talk to people that were there. What can I do? Uh, can I leave her here? Uh, is this reliable? Is this place, this school, well, like preschools they're called? And I couldn't find, I just couldn't find anything. Not in Google, I didn't find like good resources just for, for our needs, which are not the needs that every family has because we just wanted maybe two days a week or two days a month, something like that. And uh, then I started getting into Facebook groups and alternative school groups and things like this. And I say, but I'm not the only one. So why, why didn't anybody <laughs> did something to make all of this together? Because it's just time consuming, just uh, asking everybody and looking separate and contacting every particular school to see if they accept short-term enrollment or not. And there we were in South Africa, and we said, okay, let's do it. Yeah, why not? No, we don't know what this is going to be, but let's do it for ourselves. 
let's gather all these places that accept flexible enrollments and uh, are also aimed for world schoolers or traveling families, whatever. And uh, ever since, we're getting to know more and more different types of schools and yeah. also communities and, and hubs and yeah. people. And it's amazing. I think <laughs> life is changing for us, for all parents with kids that like to travel. Yeah, more and more, more and more they are, even in, in more traditional schools, let's say, they are starting to integrate some short-term programs for yeah. world yeah. schoolers and... I love it. <laughs> Can you describe what a world schooler is? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Let's hope not many world schoolers listen to this podcast. Because <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to say to, to explain it correctly, but I think mainly it's, so there's this example of, um, like why I learned about the Mona Lisa on textbook. If you can go to, to to Paris and see the Mona Lisa live, right? Mm. Uh, this is kind of the like the one of the ideas of world schooling is go to those places and and motivate children to learn based on 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 living, on seeing, on touching, on right, li- living these things, right? This is one of the ideas. You probably know others. No, it's just that that. It's great. It's just, it comes like, it sounds like coming from privilege to be yeah. able to go to the museum. And I think it's not only about uh, taking flights and going uh, very far from you are to see something or learn something specific. I think it's a way of life that you can do on your own region. It's not so much about traveling, but about learning by doing. I think a lot of nature is also involved, mm-hmm. or at least for us. I don't know. It's just um, and also their 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 own choices and their own motivation. Like it's not let's learn this because you have to learn this. It's, it's mm. you want to, or let's see if you want to. Right, like present uh, all sorts of ideas for them to to yeah. to know and to discover. Child-led education, yeah. I think. Yeah. But I think also it's uh, a lot about priorities and what's important for you as an individual and as a family. And for us at first, I mean, it's not ideal, but it's our ideal because we needed to make sacrifices. So I stopped working for a little bit while he continued working. So it was just the two of us. Now with also juggling a lot, like, okay, now my turn. Now it's your shift. Okay, let's go. Now it's time for the three of us. But maybe that is little or not as much as we want. That's why we also need support from, right? It's not the same to have a support that rely completely in a school, like a lot of hours, a lot of days. Yeah. I yeah. Think. No, I, I really, I love this concept of world schooling and in and, and, and all of its forms, because as you said, it's going to mean different to different yeah. families, different circumstances, different parts of the world. But so I, I run this podcast, I run my business out of a hybrid co-working childcare space where it's up to four hours at a time and your child gets to go to a Montessori child-led beautiful childcare facility while you're in your own private office and you can pop in and breastfeed. You can feed your toddler lunch. You can pop in and say hi if they're having a hard time. And so as you're talking, I was like, this is exactly what you guys are talking about, being able to find 
flexible, supportive, child-led, all the amazing facilities out there in the world so that parents know, okay, if we want to go to Barcelona for three weeks, I know that I can at least get a couple days where I can get my admin done or even just sitting down and doing travel planning for the next three weeks. Sometimes you need just a little bit of silence (laughs) to get that done. And so being able to know that you can, these places have been vetted and that there's places from all over the world. For those listening, if you go to your website, Nomads with Kids, you can see all the entire world map of places all over the world of amazing childcare facilities. Sometimes it's schools, sometimes it's just drop-in childcare, sometimes it's like play spaces and stuff like that. So I think it's really amazing. I am already in my head. There's like five to 10 people. I'm like, need to shoot off this, their, their website too. My, my cousin's in Spain right now. She homeschools their kids and they're in Spain right now. And she's a tour guide. And so she loves taking them to all the different historical sites in Spain and showing them all the different things. So I think it's amazing. This episode is sponsored by Rising Nature Retreats. Are you feeling called to explore the world, tick off your bucket list, and make lifelong friends along the way? Are you overwhelmed from planning the logistics of your trips or sick of feeling like you need a vacation from your vacation when you return home? Rising Nature Retreats offers world-class travel experiences infused with daily yoga and wellness, personal development workshops, unique adventure and cultural excursions, and holistic local cuisines. Experience the world as you elevate your wellness. Return home feeling rejuvenated and empowered to bring what you learn about other cultures and about yourself back home with you. This is the adventure you've been waiting for. Join us in 2024 to explore Thailand, Portugal, or Greece. Visit risingnatureretreats.com or at risingnatureretreats on Instagram and Facebook for all the brochures and information on upcoming international retreats and local classes and events in South Florida. And so... With you guys starting Nomads with Kids, you're now about to start this new initiative. And and I think when this episode airs, it will have been launched by then. But you're now going into this next phase of your business, launching a new initiative called Homestays with Kids. Can you talk a little bit about what started? Now you're like, okay, we've done Nomads with Kids, but now there's another solution that we need to solve the answer to or another answer we need to solve. solve. Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if I remember where this has come from. (laughs) It has been some crazy months. But I guess I think it comes from discovering that there's lots of people out there that would love to have this. Like we started looking into online groups of traveling families and world schooling families and homeschooling families. and, And this idea comes up. Very Sometimes, often. very often. <laughs> very often, <laughs> yeah. because it's not a single idea. It's not about homestays or yeah. staying with someone. And it's about community, I think. We're all looking for this. And sometimes, especially when the kids are, well, no, there are two parts of it. At first, when you are parents for the first time, and sometimes, so your life changes, obviously, and your kids are small, let's say. And sometimes your friends change or your lifestyle changes because it's meant to or whatever. And some families feel a little bit lost, like they don't find their village or their right place, their community, their support system. So I found that for those that were traveling, they say, I need to meet more um, like-minded families and I don't know how. Of course, if you just travel, the opportunities come up naturally. But sometimes it's hard for whichever reason. 
And also, when they are older, when kids are older, I also met lots of parents. They say, okay, now they are they need to socialize because when they are little, they are little, it's different. And they need to spend time together. And a, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them don't go to proper schools. So for them, it's very important to be around other families that live the world in a similar way. It doesn't have to be the same as them. And I found people talking about that and, and, and I felt it also. I said, we are all the time, we are tra traveling all the time and we have a lot of casual meetings in the park or in the supermarket. And for us, he is a great source of spontaneous talks and, and yeah, okay, do you want to have dinner? I don't know. We've never been so popular. Before. <laughs> <laughs> the parks. What? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's all her. It's amazing. She goes there, she says hi to someone, and suddenly we are the same night having dinner with someone in the, with the Canary family, Islands yeah. in a new place, and we feel so Oh, great. that's amazing. We feel our, our hearts are full, and we, we, this is what we need. So we started doing this in a spontaneous way, meeting with other families, and, and say, okay, you do you want to stay with us tonight? Yeah, okay. Tomorrow we have some waterfalls that we would like to discover. Do you want to come with us? And this, together with the talks that we saw in some groups, Facebook groups, things like that, we say, okay, now let's do something so that families can meet and stay at other families' houses. But of course, this already exists. It's just that we are aiming only families with kids because yeah. I think the whole story is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I, I, we think there's a there's a, a niche here that we can explore. We think that there's a community around this idea that that, that needs to have a place, not many places, because you can find families on I don't know couch surfing, but it's not. It, it, it tends to be a little bit more difficult because you you're filtering a lot. And those filters don't actually exist or, or they're not uh, enough, we feel. Yeah. Mainly, again, we're doing what we did with Nomad with Kids, with the map of flexible schools, is we're trying to fill a need that we have. And we have this because yeah, at the end of the month, then we're going to a Congress in Madrid and we're going to spend some nights there. Of course, we can rent an apartment. Of course, we can. Otherwise, we wouldn't be going. Yeah, yeah. But... It's not the same because we want to share with people and maybe we don't know anybody in Madrid. And doing this and uh, contacting with families, I know that we will, we've, we've already met great friends now. And, yeah. and, and for her, for, for the kids to be together, spend time together, do things together is, is amazing. Of course, she has that opportunity when she goes some days to school or something like that, but it's different because it's not family time. You cannot yeah. participate like a group. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's not like when she goes to the childcare or what, the days that she does go to school, she gets to make those connections with her friends, but you're not actually getting to really make those proper connections with the adults. And I remember when I would do through the program couch surfing like 10 years ago, those were some of my favorite memories. We would go to the, we stayed at um, someone's house in Berlin and he'd be like, hey, there's this really local live music place that only like only people that live in this, soup, this tiny suburb outside of Berlin are going to go to. And we had the best night ever. Or we were in the Netherlands in Amsterdam and our host was like, jump on the back of my bike and let's ride around Amsterdam mm -hmm. at night. And it's just, it's just things that 
to think about it, to be able to put a family lens on it so that now your daughter gets to experience that and you all as a family get to make connections and friends and go to all these really local, like hyper local attractions that you might not have had the opportunity to go to or even a car to get into to go there. Now you're going with with other families and Mm -hmm. friends. I think it's such an amazing initiative. And since the world has changed and is continuing to change so much to such more of a hybrid remote nomadic style that I, that at least in my circle of friends are really feeling the call to, to be able to have that community of people and places that are vetted that you know you can go to is amazing. So if let's say I live in South Florida, I live in Fort Lauderdale and I want to open up my home to families that are traveling around Florida, what would be that process for me to be able to do so? So we're still working out the kinks. Uh, but mainly you do your account. You have the choice of being a guest, being a host, or being both, because you may want to have people, but then you go on a travel because it, it, it really, you don't need to be a nomadic family to do this. You can be, you can live on your place and you go on vacation a, m- a month or w- whatever, and you can hook up with other families and have that local thing that you mentioned with other families, right? So you would set up a host profile. And you 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 put your name. You put you can describe your family, how many you are. You can add photos of your of the place that you're offering. And it doesn't have to be like a guest house or a room. No. It can also be like a plot if you have a, a house or for someone to park their camper van. Their oh, yes. cool! That's amazing. Because there are, we we met now. We are meeting. We're in this yeah. process. All these months are like very very social months yeah. for us and you know that there are so many families and so different types of traveling so this is the beautiful thing i i think also it's not you don't need a big house or a good it's just whatever you have the concept couch now for a family yeah. gets a little yeah. bit smaller and comfortable <laughs> yes but there are many things you could offer yeah for the moment the idea is homestays so you should be able to sleep the night there. Yeah. But yeah, because I know also there are people that just want to meet, we just want to do some excursions together. We will get to that if people want, but uh, the idea is that you can sleep, you offer your place, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. And uh, then just hit the contact button when you find some some place that you like or a family. And of course, we strongly suggest that you... <laughs> get to know a little bit the family before, but it's not a, just like an informal chat or no. see at least one of the kids just for security reasons. We do what we can. We have we implemented ID verification, and yeah, but it's in the in the end that you have to you should get to know the people before before yeah. jumping into a stranger's house, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just common sense, common yeah. sense, but. What, what we said before, we went to strangers' houses a lot of times now because we just met casually in the park. So I think with a quick chat and saying it's a family, there are kids, I think it's, it's a feeling you have. Yeah, I yeah. want to go. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's also like just doing your own due diligence, like the the platform itself, whether it's your platform or somewhere else, like they, they, you can only do so much, right? You can only do so much in terms of ID verification, all that. You have to go and meet that person face to face and get a gut check and be like, you know what? This right. might not be the right check. We did couch surfing through Europe for a couple months and there was only one place out of maybe 10 where we met the, we met the person at, at outside of the train station 
and me and my girlfriend looked at each other and we were like, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I'm getting kind of a weird feeling. And that was the only one. And we didn't go with them to their house and we went to a hotel and that's OK. But I think you guys are building what you were you were looking for through a community and not just a community in one place, being able to travel all around the world and be able to create that sense of community, not just for yourselves, but for your daughter as well, which is so important when they're growing up feeling like they have those connections and they have kids that they can hang out with and, and socialize and learn like the rules of life through play. And so you're building that, not just an amazing life of adventure for your family, but also building social connections and amazing experiences for families all around the world. So so for my own family, I am so grateful to to you guys for creating this. And I'm so excited to explore this even further as it launches. One last thing that I'd like to ask you before we wrap up is just there are so many families who are looking for alternative ways of living, whether it's moving out of the city and going somewhere more rural or taking a gap year with their family and going on the road. What would be your biggest piece of advice for a family who is feeling that call but might be feeling a little stuck or afraid just like you guys had fears, you know, eight years ago before you went traveling? What would be your biggest piece of advice for families now? Go for it. <laughs> it's just, it's very easy to say, I know, but it's just that. I mean, it's just sometimes we think that I'm talking about myself. We think that uh, things need to be big. Because for us, we started big. I feel like saying, okay, let's quit this. Let's go eight months to Central America. I think it, it doesn't have to be the case. Something Sometimes just little steps are guiding you into the right direction or what you want to do. So you don't feel ready to take the gap here. Okay, take a week. But take a week in a different, take a week how you feel or where you, I don't know. Just something, something, a little thing about it. And, and feel comfortable with it. No? Take a small risk and, and, and get to see how you feel. You are feeling great with it. Okay, one more. It doesn't have to be all because it's very nice to hear, oh, they left everything. They quit, <laughs> they sold. Right. Yeah, there are other ways. You yeah. can do it also slowly, you know, and uh, there are a lot of options. For me, one of the now that I say it is people. People are very important. So. If you're feeling any kind of resistance, not only uh, inner resistance, but from the outside or your environment, get into communities, get into online communities if you don't have a physical one. There are a lot of families out there living in their own terms, but it's just there are so many opportunities that we sometimes don't even know or realize they are out there for us. And when you're talking, someone gives you an idea that works for them and you say, maybe I could do this, for example, related to remote working. Okay, yeah, it's popular, it's out there, but there's still a lot of people that dream with it, but don't know how to start. It's just talk to people, send messages, and, and it's like an engine. It grows, it grows. Yeah. yeah. What would you say? I would say this works for other areas as well. As well. Uh, but I would say talk to each other and listen to each other because that's so very important, especially when you, you're, you're um, sharing so much time together. Like understanding what the other person is saying sometimes is not that easy. I know it wasn't easy for me, but then, but like get to know the person and, and, and really try to understand them and work together. It's very important to work together when you're in high stress situations not against each other, which sometimes it's very, very difficult. Like with your kids, when your kid wants something yeah. 
and they cannot have it, then you have to do the best you can, right? And you, you need to be the, the bigger person and, and, and try to understand where is that coming from? Well, it's the same with people, with kids, with animals. It's, I think it's... How did this end up? You are giving now a relationship advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's really it's really powerful, really powerful advice for people to hear because also, just as you said, sell before was people think it has to be this big extravagant. They quit their jobs with their eight kids and they're on the road for eight years going on and on. You think that that's a magical experience 100 percent of the time and you're not seeing what's happening behind the scenes. So I think it's really important for people to hear like what you were saying, Pedro, is like, yes. It's going to be great. It's going to be an adventure, but you need to learn how to what your what is your communication style between the two of you. Maybe even figure that out before you go on your trip. As you said, Sel, start small. Go on little adventures where you're testing your comfort zones, and then see how you as a family are interacting with each other. Because the problems that you have at home aren't going to go away just because you're in Guatemala or because you're in Morocco or wherever it is. So I really appreciate that advice. I think that will help a lot of people be able to take, get one step closer to living the life of their dreams. So I always end each podcast with these rapid fire questions and little like travel pop quiz. So number one is if you could only go back to one country or one place in the world, where would it be and why? Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yeah. So Mexico. Okay, great. And then number two is what's next on your bucket list? <laughs> We're deciding that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we finish, in progress. Yeah, when we finish this, when we finish this big trip, we finish it in Panama. And really, really, we're looking forward to go to Colombia. But we, we decided it was good for us to stop uh, there and just uh, figure out our life again, because this is what we do. We have, uh, and then uh, what are we going to do now? <laughs> no, it's all, and Colombia is yeah. we would like, but also now Sri Lanka is calling us. So let's keep on. It's just, it will okay, be Okay, I... I got to say, I mean, I've been to Colombia and I've been to Sri Lanka, neither with kids, so I can't give you recommendations for families. But Sri Lanka is our number one favorite country in the whole world. And I see more and more families moving there. I see more and more families like building lives there. And I know that they've had a r couple rough, you know, five years, even pre-pandemic, they were going through a lot. But man, it is incredible so if you do go hit me up because i've got i've got a lot of recommendations for there nice to hear that maybe we would yeah that's yeah, yeah. that gives us a little <laughs> bit of a push yeah yeah we'll talk we'll talk so number three is what's the biggest life lesson that you've learned through traveling oh i, I blew my i just said it <laughs> i learned a lot in in thanks to her mainly in like really listening to a, to a person and and understanding their needs even if they're very different to yours and this was like a crash course <laughs> this is like we didn't know the, each other that well and we spent eight months completely together and it was difficult but it was amazing and it was a life lesson yeah well, i subscribe those words <laughs> for me the same and also i just learned that nothing is i don't know how to say it but I, I, I separated all those fears that I always carry with me to, to what is essential. It's just like I know 
I know myself much more. So I, I understood, I, I, I continue understanding what is essential for my happiness and my family's happiness and what is peripheral and maybe it gives me a lot of anxiety, but it's not really important. Now, mm. now I know what is important because I've been experiencing and, and mainly through traveling, it's important to be with them. It's important for me that they're happy and maybe it's not before with our lifestyle. Maybe we were more comfortable or more relaxed, but we were not happier. So it's just. Mm. Yeah, no, that's super powerful. Thank you for sharing that. The last question you guys kind of already touched on with the uh, the last question is what's a, a piece of advice that you would give to a beginner traveler or someone who wants to get out there in the world? And I know you guys kind of just touched on that. But if you just wanted to give like a quick, quick few words on on what your piece of advice would be to a beginner traveler. Resources to say something different. Just look for mm-hmm. resources. There are many options of everything now available for us. If uh, depending on, on your level of, of comfort, okay, you need to go to a hostel or you need to crash uh, someone's uh, bed or you need to go to Airbnb because you want to be more comfortable and cook for yourself. Just This is just a tiny thing of traveling, but accommodation, okay, check your options and try one. You don't like it, try the other one. The same with destinations, the same with people and friendship, yeah. just just try and try and try, and eventually you, you're going to get things that you really like. Mm. I'd say, I would say you, you, you won't regret it. Like, do that travel you've been planning, or you want to do, just do it. Just do it, because it, it'll be great. And even if it isn't, like, it's not, it, it, not everything will be negative. Like, you'll learn that maybe that's not for you. That's, that's fine. That's also fine. But then you answer that question your inner question of I want to travel, do it. You don't like it. That's it. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Another thing, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like the question of not knowing what would have happened is, is almost harder to live with than the negative, the potential negative experience Um, that happened while you were traveling. So it kind of goes back to that, like cost benefit of going or not going. What's the cost of me not going on this adventure? So I really, really enjoyed speaking with you guys and being able to hear your story. You've inspired me to kickstart more of our adventures as a family. And so if if people want to follow your journey, if they want to learn more about nomads with kids, homestays with kids, what's the best way for them to connect with you online? Instagram. It's our Instagram accounts. We have for both projects, nomads with kids and homestays with kids. And we have our, our own which is mainly, she's yeah. The one we have our personal one, but yeah. I just care photos about us yeah. and our adventures. But I don't write as much or anything. It's just for family and friends to see, yeah. but also people that would like to to get uh, some inspiration. It's also welcome. But yeah, for the projects, it's just Nomads with Kids Org and uh, Homestays with Kids. And just drop a message. We are always happy to receive any kind of feedback or contact or just, hey, I am here. Are you somewhere near? We'd like to meet. We love these kind of uh, interactions. Yeah. 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 Incredible. And I'll link everything into the show notes. And like I said, when this episode airs, we're hoping that Homestays with Kids will be launched and, and people will be connecting all over the world thanks to you guys. So thank you so, so much. And we'll definitely speak to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Transform with Travel podcast. 
Don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode of inspiration, adventure, and exploration. If you felt inspired by this episode, please rate and review in whatever streaming app you're listening from. This allows us to spread the word even more and continue to serve up weekly doses of adventure. As always, we'd love if you could share the episode with someone in your life who you think will benefit from this conversation. Thanks so much for listening. This is your reminder to get out there and keep on exploring.